0: Hey, what is up, you guys? This is Vivian. Welcome back to the Be The Light Academy podcast. I hope you guys have been surviving Mercury retrograde. (laughs) I know in the last episode I said, and this is like true, Mercury retrograde usually doesn't really have an effect on me. Besides, sometimes my email won't work in the way that I want it to. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I don't normally... Personally have a problem with mercury retrograde this go-around though. I have felt the effects of it so intensely <laughs> I don't know why um, But especially when it comes to my appliances my electronics things have just not been working um, The remote for my TV broke, which was like so frustrating Um You know, uh, I had to get a new one of that. There's something going on with my phone and I'm scared that my phone is going to, oh my God, God forbid, break or decide it's not going to work anymore. I mean, I just can't be having that right now. You know, it's not in my budget to get a new phone and and really it's not in my interest to get a new phone right now. I just, I don't want to do that. Um... And where I live, not everything is open yet because of quarantine and in pandi- the pandemic. So I don't even think I could do that right now, unfortunately. Um, also, this was really sad. My toaster oven microwave broke and now I can't have my bagel in the morning. And that's just very upsetting to me <laughs> on a personal level. Um, I've been putting cream cheese on bread you know, toasted bread. It's just not the same. Um, <laughs> so my appliances are pretty much shot, some of them at this point. Um And I guess I'm still having a little bit of trouble expressing myself and communicating in a, I don't know, know—just just a well put together kind of way. I just feel all over the place. I feel jumbled. And I'm just trying to roll with it at this point. <laughs> There's nothing I can do but try to survive Mercury retrograde. Um, but anyways, this episode, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a little bit about some New Age authors that I am actually rereading, or speakers motivational speakers as well or i'm re-listening to their works um i want to talk a little bit about that and i also wanted to talk about my changing perspective on the ideas of twin flame and things like that um I've come across another point in my journey where I realized my understanding of things, my my perspective is beginning to change because I've grown again and now I'm changing and I understand things in a different sort of way. Um, this has been both really great and also... little bit challenging too especially actually when it comes to my business because I want my business to reflect what I understand and know Um, and part of running a spiritual or energetic business you have to go with your flow your understanding your knowing what you're learning and what you have learned along the way you have to be open to helping and guiding souls that are in the same place as you. So your spiritual business should reflect that because energetic work is also based on service, right? You're in service of those souls that resonate with you, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm trying to get my business to reflect that. I updated my website finally which is really exciting. Um, I'm still working on it currently. So tweaks and changes, especially in wording and things like that will be happening, um, over time. Now twin flames, let's talk about my shift in my perspective when it comes to this. I still acknowledge my connection with my ex partner as that type of relationship. Um, However, lately, maybe actually probably longer, I I felt this way for probably about a year now. I I don't feel like the twin flame idea is rooted in truth anymore. Um, Part of that is because I think that it's now kind of gotten into the mainstream and collective consciousness. And when that happens to certain subjects or topics or ideas or understandings, a lot of times those understandings get diluted because now it's in the collective and the collective is not always resonating at truth. This is not a bad thing. Um, I don't mean for it to sound like a bad thing. It just the collective consciousness of humanity is at a, just a different vibration. Um, one, one that is still at this present moment in time, it's still rooted in a lot more fear and things like that. Um, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, it's all about learning, right? So when I say this, I don't mean to judge it or anything like that. Um, but it's kind of exciting, I guess, if you look at it in a different perspective. Okay, the term twin flame is kind of in the collective mainstream now. So the collective's going to go and do what it will with its understanding about energetic love or love more rooted in, um, you know, authenticity and truth and whatnot. Um, but I find that a lot of my clients are kind of going through the same thing where they're like, I feel like at this point that idea doesn't really align with what I know I'm experiencing and what my truth is and what this connection is. And and I very much feel the same way. Um, However, I don't feel a need to reject the concept fully. And I've seen over the years a lot of twin flame, I guess, teachers or speakers or writers or whatever we want to call them, <laughs> when they go through the same sort of shift in understanding that I, I think I find myself presently in, they, they oftentimes will reject Like, they then reject the idea of a twin flame, right? One person who, in particular, really makes me think of this is, um, what is her name? Her YouTube channel, I used to suggest it. It was very helpful for me on my path and journey. It was Be A Good Soul, Happiness Coach. Um, I want to say her name is Laura. I always, I always called her Be A Good Soul, so, you know, (laughs) but, um, I I saw when she was going through her shift, which I understood. like like I know a lot of people were like so angry, you know that like, oh my God, yeah, like she's no longer gonna talk about twin flames. but but when I was listening to her, I could understand where she was coming from and I, I kind of was going through the same shift at the time that she was. However, I could also feel in her energy like trying to reject it and I've gone and looked at some of her con- content now and it's it's good, it's better, but she still tries to reject that part of her, her path and her past, right? Um, And I don't think that that's helpful either. I think part of it is because of disappointments. I think part of it is maybe a little bit because of embarrassment. I think a part of it is because, um, you know, even me, like I look back (laughs) at some of the things I've said or some of the things that um, maybe I wrote or I put out for public consumption, you know, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, like that's not... That is not bad, (laughs) but it also is no longer representative of the truth of what I know. However, I keep a lot of that content up still. Like I'll never get rid of um, the twin flame type of videos that I have made because that's a part of the journey for some, you know? So to me, it is all helpful Um, to me, it's just another expression and form of truth, right? Even if it is a little bit diluted. Um, but watching her, it was like all of a sudden she was rejecting it. And like I said, I've seen this with other people too. Um, and I, I don't want to reject it. Um, I actually still would like to talk about it a little bit. Um, but in a way that is now more. In alignment with the truth that I know today, um, you know, and the 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 whole twin flame understanding, it is a part of me. It's a part of my experience. It is a part of my connection. Um, it's what helped me to begin my journey and my business. And I think it, I think it is important. You know, most people, a lot of people come across their spiritual path and journey because of an energetic connection of sorts because of a connection that they have with someone Um, the thing is it could be romantic or otherwise right it's just a connection with someone that really shifted them and began to change them and, and their experience for the better even if that relationship or situation was challenging right um so I will never reject that that concept or term, but I definitely find myself maybe maybe using that knowledge in a in more of a hindsight sort of way now, you know. I think it's important. Um it's important to do that. It's important to shift with what you know and Especially over the years as I've come to work with more and more clients, I, I just see certain... I understand things in a different light now. I understand also how unhealthy the Twin Flame concept and dynamic can be. Um, I think what happens is you kind of, when you have an energetic connection, you kind of have to explore the energy of Twin Flame. Part of this, I think, is because you have to realize it is unhealthy to be overly focused on a person. It is unhealthy to um, have your life revolve around this idea of being with a person. It is unhealthy to live in an experience where you're manifesting to try and be with someone instead of be with yourself. By the way, twin flame can easily transfer over to the idea of a specific person, an SP. I find that all of the law of attraction coaches and teachers who specialize in specific persons have the same, very similar jargon that people who talk about twin flames and teach about twin flames have. They go hand in hand. There's not much difference to those two terms and those two ideas and groups and understandings and communities. They just have a different word, right? Specific person is very much in the mainstream as well, right? Manifesting a specific person. So I've been dabbling (laughs) with my changing understanding. Um, but as I've been dabbling with it and trying to okay, how do I how do I understand things now then? how how can I express it? What does it feel like? Um, how can I you know put content out for others to help them learn about it too? Um, as I've been doing that, I've also been making sure that I'm I'm not rejecting terms like specific person or twin flame. Um, because they are, like I said, a part of many people's experiences. They're part of mine and I have no shame in that. (laughs) Um, and yeah, like there are certain things that I will listen back to that, you know, I said that I probably don't fully agree with now or maybe would change or maybe express in a different or maybe a better, more, more evolved way. You know, or maybe a less critical way, or maybe even a simpler way. You know, it all depends. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's a part of me, and I have a lot of love for that part of my journey. Um, I still do. I still am going through it in a way. You know, I I I don't know how that's gonna end up looking you know I don't know what it's gonna do um in terms of my connection but you know I trust it at this point I I know in my heart that my ex partner is my specific person my twin flame my energetic connection my I don't know what what other uh terms are there my my other half (laughs) we hear a lot of that right even in the movies, my other half, <laughs> um, but he is—he is that person for me. He's the person that I love, and and my soul is connected to, and and um, who who I will always be appreciative to have, or have had in my experience. Um, I would not be who I am today without him. Um, I would not be. As healthy and abundant and happy as I am today without him and without the challenging times and the flowing times you know they all everything Um, I am so appreciative for him to be in my experience so I can have that I feel very much the same way about my mother my mother and my ex-partner are the two connections that have you know, pushed me to change. And, um, you know, I met my, I met my ex-partner shortly after, you know, uh, my mother had left, which my mother leaving, I talk about this a lot and I'll probably make an episode on it soon, but that experience really changed, you know, my whole world. It's what began to make, make me want to heal. And I, 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 have a piece of writing actually from when I was 17 the year before I met my my ex-partner where I literally said in that um journal prompt or whatever I was writing that entry that you know I wanted to meet meet the person who was going to help going to help me heal and I called I called that person my mirror you know and and then I met my ex-partner and at the time when I was 17, you know, I didn't know anything about spirituality. Um, I mean, I I didn't know anything really about twin flames. I, I didn't know anything really about spirituality. You know, I didn't know any of those things. Um, so that's just, you know, to tell you guys, like your soul is always guiding you it's always there and you are listening to it always it's just whether or not you you are conscious of it you know in hindsight i can look at those entries and i can be like oh my god you know like a part of me knew that that was it that that's what i'm manifesting a part of me knew that that's where i need to be going you know in order to heal so i mean and It's just amazing, it blows my mind. I'll have to see if I can find that entry and maybe read it in one of the episodes because when I found it again about a year ago, I found that entry that I wrote and I was just like mind blown. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. So that's just something I guess for you guys to bear in mind. Trust, Trust in yourself, have faith in yourself you are a source of wisdom. You are your own source of wisdom. You know, I I always say it. It's the God within and the God without. You know, your God within is you and it connects you to the God without, which is just source. It's guidance. It's spirit. It's energy. It's whatever you want to call it. It's truth. It's knowledge. So that's a very powerful knowing and understanding. Once you know that, You have that inner guidance system that connects you to wisdom always, higher knowledge and wisdom. I mean, once you understand that, you can walk forth way more courageously on your path and journey. That's half the battle, just trusting in yourself, trusting in your knowledge, trusting in your wisdom, trusting in your connection to greater wisdom. It's wonderful. It's amazing. So that's what I've been learning so far. Um, I I definitely still plan for you know my business to reflect um, you know me helping coach people when it comes to highly energetic connections or you know strong spiritual connections, lesson based connections. I mean that is what i feel is a part of my purpose you know that's what i want to be doing that's how i want to be helping people but i also see my business shifting in a way where i also want to help people connect to their authentic truth and their understanding of themselves and you know working through their own wounding and healing and you know understanding that again like i said they are their own source of wisdom they connect um to greater wisdom through themselves so i can see myself beginning to shift in that i was also looking at why i hadn't been posting a ton on my learn the light academy youtube channel which is my pick a card reading channel um i mean i think Mainly, it's just because, again, like, I'm shifting. My understanding of my experience, the experience of others, is changing. It's shifting. Um, And I think that because of that shift, I, I have to take time, you know, to integrate that new knowledge. And then I can go and I can do readings that reflect that, you know. No matter what topic we're talking about, you know, I need the messages to reflect that truth. So, it all makes sense, and and I, I kind of knew that this was happening, but you know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. You got to live an experience to understand um, what's happening, you know, or going to happen. So that's um, that's what's going on when it comes to the Twin flame stuff. I would definitely love to keep doing readings. Uh, I just have to... I have to make them higher vibrational for my mass audience. I said this in the last episode. I feel like I do really good readings. I am a good reader. I am a good spiritual advisor. Um, I don't always feel that my content on my Pick A Card reading channel shows that, you know. (laughs) Um, And I think it's because I have yet to master um, tapping into the collective, but not um, essentially perpetuating collective jargon and things like that. You know, I can tap into the collective, but also be an observer of it and then be choosing how I am putting the messages out there, right? Um, How can I put those messages that I'm getting from the collective energy out to the collective, but in a higher vibrational way, right? Because I hear messages. And a lot of times, because I'm hearing messages, I will just say what I hear, you know? (laughs) I do it kind of just like unconsciously. I'm like, oh, okay, I hear this. Now I'm going to say it. Um, and in the moment when you're channeling, and I'm sure that a lot of readers and intuitives and channelers will understand what I'm saying, like when you're hearing it, when you're feeling it, when you're seeing it, it's just, it's as is, you know, and, and it's flowing out of you. Um, so I need to become a little bit more conscious in how I'm expressing those messages. So so I know that it can come out in the way that spirit more intends for it to come out, rather than how the collective more intends for it to come out, right? Um, it's that greater wisdom type of energy. So that's a whole other thing I am working on or trying to work on, trying to figure it out, um, as always. But part of me figuring that out is, like I said at the beginning of this episode, revisiting the works of essentially renowned and great new thought new age law of attraction um, spiritual writers and authors and also speakers right and sometimes those two tend to overlap a lot of authors are also speakers and a lot of authors and speakers are also coaches and very much active advisors you can work with them Um, so I wanted to talk about, um, well, we'll start with this one because maybe I can only do one in this episode, depending on how long winded I am. But one work that I have been really diving back into or works I should rather say is the works of Florence Scovel Shin. If you guys don't know who Florence Scovel Shin is, she is amazing. She was, um, a new thought author in the 1920s and I think 1910s as well, 1930s maybe too. Those seem to be her more prominent years, right? I wanna say she was born in the 1800s. Um, So she is an older New Age Thought author, but her work is very, uh, I would say still very modern. Um, still very contemporary uh, she also just has a beautiful way of putting things and I can tell when I read her work especially now that she's channeling um, her written work is her channeling it kind of reminds me of in a way modern like Abraham Hicks Esther Hicks type of energy like they're channeling the truth and the knowledge and it has a certain way of sounding, you know, and so on, so, so on and so forth. Um, But Florence Scovelshin, she, I believe she wrote four books. Um, Let me look. I have my book in front of me. I think this is all four of them. Yeah. Four complete books, the game of life, the power of the spoken word, your word is your wand and the secret of success. Um, I find that her work, very much is similar to Neville Goddard. They actually use a lot of um, the Bible within their works, um, biblical kind of passages and things like that. But I would argue that Florence Scovel Shin uses it in a more productive way. And I think that she and Neville Goddard used the Bible because they understood, especially within their times, Neville Goddard came maybe about 10, 15, 20 years after Florence Um, They knew that most people of their era and generation were reading the Bible. And the Bible does have spiritual knowledge and truth. And they used it when talking about New Age thought. Um, Basically in a way that the collective could understand this makes me think of my readings, right? This is why it's important to be conscious of what you're saying um, Because these two individuals were conscious of what they were saying they were tapping into the collective But they were also, you know connected to their greater wisdom tapping into that you know and choosing the greater wisdom to say that the collective could understand but that they knew was rooted more in truth, right? Rather than like the kind of diluted energies on the collective. So Florence um, did kind of the same thing that Neville Goddard did. Uh, and one passage that I find really, really still, I think more resonates personally for me and my work um, is a passage that she has in her book, Your Word is Your Wand. Um, and it's about love. But it's specifically about women in love. And this is like, this is like a famous quote. So I'm sure some of you guys have heard this. The passage is like super small. But I wanted to read this to you guys because this is what I find within myself. This is what I find within a lot of my clients. Um, especially those that come to me and they have questions about an energetic partnership. And also... They come to me because, oh my gosh, a third party has manifested. I don't know what to do. I don't know why. I'm sure it wasn't because anything that I did. Um, You know, (laughs) just the same old kind of thing that we all say when something like that happens. So I wanted to read this to you guys. Um, So she says, with love usually comes terrific fear. Nearly every woman comes into the world with a mythical woman in the back of her mind who is to rob her of her love. She has been called the other woman. (laughs) Of course, it comes from woman's belief in duality. So long as she visualizes interference, it will come. It is usually very difficult for a woman to see herself loved by the man she loves. So, so these affirmations are to impress the truth of the situation upon her subconscious mind. For in reality, there is only oneness. And then Florence Scovel Shin, she mentions affirmations. She does have affirmations um, that individuals can work with to kind of combat this energy of the other woman, right? And I was thinking about this, and this is not just only... only um, Particular to women, it is particular to men and all other um, genders. There is always a mythical other in the back of everyone's mind. This is not only when it comes to love. I could say that this also is in many aspects, career, family, education. There's always something, but more specifically someone, that people are afraid of that they do believe is going to take their opportunities. Right? I have this. It's in front of me now. Many people have this. It's in front of them right now. Um, (laughs) And it's one of those energies that we have to combat, right? Um, We believe that someone is going to, let's say, rob us of our love, right? We'll use love as an example. I think we believe these things because inherently we either believe we're not worthy of these things or we believe that things are not meant for us, you know, or they will be taken away from us in a way that we cannot control. And that makes me think of this last affirmation here where it says, I am at peace with myself and with the whole world. I love everyone and everyone loves me. The floodgates of my good now open. I am at peace with myself and with the whole world, right? Because a lot of times people do believe the world is against me. People are against me. People are working against me. And I see this more so with people. Like individuals think other people Faceless people, people they don't even know, people they have made up in their mind, the mythical people in the back of their head, are going to come into their experience at some point and mess it up and take away their opportunities, steal them away from them or ruin them in some way. Um, I feel that way. I know that right now my ex-partner is with someone else, maybe, maybe. I don't even really know because I don't feel her around anymore, but was with someone else because I had that belief in me. I did. You know, there was a part of me that believed this is going to happen. He's going to choose someone else. Someone else is going to be better than me. And someone's going to take away my love, right? And... To me, when people say someone's going to take away my love, it actually, if you think about it, has a lot less to do with the person that you have a romantic desire for. It more has to do with that broad sense of love, right? Someone's going to take away my love, my happiness. And the unhealthy thing, and this is the thing about Twin Flames that I think that I'm really outgrowing is that your happiness is not in another person it really is within you you may feel it within another person you may strongly feel it within a connection with someone specific but it's but it was always within you cuz where are you feeling it from where where are you feeling that energy from you know within you it's within you it might be triggered by someone else you know it might be brought to your attention by someone else but it's always within you that's the truth even if you're experiencing the love coming from someone else where do you process it within you <laughs> right like that's the truth um, so once I think people understand, and this is like, this is a lesson that people constantly have to revisit, you know, because humans are not immune to things like abandonment and rejection and disappointment. Um, But once people understand that love is always within me, they have a much easier time, and I say easier, like in the sense of ease, going about their experience, they don't feel like they're trying to get as much. They don't feel like they're trying to grab something that is outside of them. They don't feel like they're lacking because they know that that love, that that thing that they're feeling, that they, that they want, really does first and foremost primarily exist within them. This is something I've learned You know, because of my recent breakup, it's within me. And part of how I learned that was because I broke up with my ex-partner and, you know, I went through a lot of pain, but I also understood from the healing that I've done that that love is within me and yeah, he's gone, but I I can still be happy. I can still be in love with my experience. Um, this is not some, this is not knowledge or something that I knew, you know, maybe the first time we went through something similar like this, you know, when I did manifest, you know, another person, another situation coming in and looking like that person was quote unquote taking away my love, right? Robbing me of it. Uh, because I associated my love outside of me, it was with my ex-partner and okay, now this other person has it, but you know, I went through the healing, I went through the pain, and now the same kind of situation is upon me, but I realize, you know, it's within me. So I can live my experience, and I can be happy, and I can have the things I want, and nothing nothing is really over, so to say, right? Um, it makes me think, and I always bring up this reading, but it was like the only reading I really got ever and it and it brought me a lot of wisdom and knowledge that again i more understand in hindsight you know and it was the one reader told me you know love love never dies it never goes away it just changes over time it changes significance over time and that's the truth you know so something can end but the love is always there you, you can choose to feel it within you, because it's within you, right, and it exists within you, um, or, or you cannot, you know, and, and you can struggle. I think that really, those really are the two sort of routes. To be honest, a lot of people need to, you know, go through the route of challenge first, you know, not feeling the love, feeling like they've lost the love, feeling like the love is outside of them um feeling like people are against them, feeling like the world is against them, feeling like the universe is against them, feeling betrayed, feeling defeated, feeling disappointed, you know. These are all things that I think people have to go to and go or go through rather to become not only strong individuals, but strong souls. You know. We we have to face weakness to become stronger. I, I don't know anybody who's strong, who hasn't gone through their weaknesses, who hasn't, you know, walked through hell and back, <laughs> you know, to be strong. I mean, that's just the truth. And a lot of people have to go through what Florence Scovel Shin was talking about, which is losing something, Right? Feeling like something's going to be robbed from you, then losing that something, and then having to realize, but it was in, within me all all along. I am oneness. I am at peace. I already have it. You know? It's powerful. It's it's like it's powerful. Um, Florence Govel Shin, she is really amazing. I am currently reading, again, The Game of Life. I started with um, The Power of Spoken Word. The Power of Spoken Word is really good to me when it comes to self-talk. That is one that I would definitely suggest when it comes to self-talk. Now, I don't think I chose any quotes from that one, Um, but like I said, I mean, take a look at Florence Scovel Shin because she if, if you resonate with Neville Goddard, you'll probably resonate with her, you know? Um, I think her, her work is a lot easier to read and comprehend as well um, compared to Neville Goddard, who Neville Goddard to me is very proper and um, very sometimes technical sounding, very, very academic sounding. Florence Scovel Shin, writes very beautifully but it's much easier to connect with her work and she's also very much more active in giving like examples of affirmations and and kind of like um real life examples too like within a lot of her books she'll say for example and then give you like an anecdote of okay this person was going through this and then we talked about this and then uh, we came up with this affirmation or we came up with this way to work through the situation and Success, you know, they got they manifested the thing they wanted Um, I find that that's really helpful though because even my clients need that from me They need to hear success You know, this is a part of the human condition like we need to have evidence that something works Um and you know, it's just a part of being human. So Florence Scovelshin is really good when it comes to that. Neville Goddard sometimes does that. But again, I feel like he's more hes more philosophical. You know, he is more academic. Um, he's highbrow in a way. Uh, not to say that Florence Scovelshin is lowbrow or isn't highbrow. I think she's just easier to connect with and read and she's such a breath of fresh air i was actually introduced to florence Govel shin in college (laughs) um when i read her in college i i was actually kind of going through the start of my i guess we could say my ascension you know Um, my awareness expanding and it was funny because in class we would have discussions about her works. And, um, we came across that, that passage on love and, um, pretty much all of the, the women in the class were saying, well, it has an air of misogyny and, and it seems to ill represent women. And, you know, like, I get it. Like, that's the modern lens, you know, everybody is repressing, you know, women back in the day and then to an extent they were. um, However, to me, it's just the knowledge that, like, in that passage, it's not just about women. To me, it's about everybody and that idea that something can get in the way of what you want. And for women, particularly, or people who identify as women or feminine, um, it usually is love. You know, it's usually the belief that someone's going to take away my love. You know, someone's going to come in and rob me of it. Or someone's going to get in the way of me having it. Maybe even someone's. It could be multiple people. So it's funny, though, because now I read Florence Shin and I'm like, huh, they didn't get her. <laughs> and then they didn't, you know, but that's okay. Um, that class was actually, it was about, it was about New Age thought um, but more from a philosophical place. I do believe that that was actually a philosophy class that I did have to take. It was like very early on in my college career, you know, like undergrad stuff. Um, so it was interesting. And I think we only read Your Wand Is Your, your Word is Your Wand from her. So now I'm just reminiscing about college, um, you know, can never get away from it especially being a teacher. Uh, but yeah, that's it, you guys. That's all that I have. I definitely maybe wanna read more um, passages from Florence Scovel Shin. That would be really nice. Maybe Neville Goddard, Wayne Dyer. Uh, love Wayne Dyer, he's my favorite. Um, you know, uh, what's the other one that I was just reading recently? Um, the Power of the Subconscious Mind, I believe by Murphy. And yeah, I'll have to go through. I, I have read a lot of these new age authors. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm re-exploring their works because I just have a new perspective and understanding in general about, you know, spirituality, universal law, energy, life, just how life works, you know, healing. So I want to dive back into and revisit um. Their lectures and their, and their written works on uh, their speeches. Yeah, so that's it. If you guys want to um, purchase Florence Scovelshin, I will have an Amazon link, a U.S. Amazon link, um, just so you guys can get an idea of what her <laughs> work looks like. Um, I'll also list her four complete books though as well, just in case the link doesn't work for you or anything like that. So you guys can look it up on your own. Her works tend to be sold all together. I've never seen them sold separately really, just because they're, they're kind of like tiny works. Um, I think that all of her works together, I mean, it's really, it's less than like 400 pages. So... You know, it's something to look into. That's it, you guys. If you want to work with me, um, please visit my website, BeTheLightAcademy.com. Find out more information regarding my services there. You can request a booking on the booking tab or email me at LearnTheLightAcademy at gmail.com. Make sure you guys are also following me on my two YouTube channels, Be the Light Academy, which is where I post um, this podcast. My Learn the Light Academy YouTube channel is where I post my... Occasional pick a card readings, I guess. Um, <laughs> make sure you also are following me on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. It could be Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or any other podcasting platform. So make sure you follow me there. All right, guys, keep learning to live from the light. I'll see you next episode. Bye.